pie and a pint. Pie and a pint. Pie and a pint. Pie and a pint. Welcome back to the Pine a Pint podcast. If you're new here, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. <laughs> also, we'll leave a link to our Twitter in the description below, so make sure you check that out and give us a follow on there as well. Right, let's start things off with our own team predictions this week. So, roles reversed. Josh, we'll start with you, and you predicted your team to lose 3-1 last weekend against Brighton. Yeah, also bad. Derby to lose 2-0, and Burnley to win 1-0 against Southampton. Talk us through your predictions. Uh, they weren't very good, were they? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> um, well, after how United performed against Palace, I had no confidence that, that they'd get a result against Brighton. Uh, they were very, very lucky. Uh, I think we had three shots on target and all three went in. We scored a penalty after a full-time whistle. Um, they, they were just terrible still. Brighton it post 115 times. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't... It, the game sort of went how I thought it would, other than the score. Um, they look like they wanted it more. I'm still not big on United at minute. Um, I know just winning AFL Cup, but it was Brighton's reserve team against United reserve team, really. So you can't take much from that. Um, I hope we kick on Tottenham at weekend. Um, see how we see how we get on. But no, I think uh, I still think we're going to struggle. Uh, Derby. I'm here moaning about our, you know what I mean, woe is me, moaning about United and you're there staring at League One. <laughs> <laughs> Cocking uh, at the wheel to League One. Well, yeah. He's as pissed as fucking Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking out the same bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, Burnley, I, I did think Burnley would win. So, so looking back on that, so as the point system goes, two points for a result, five yeah. points for correct score, and obviously you got two points for the Blackburn win, mm. zero points for Man United, and zero points for Burnley, which leaves you for the two weeks that we've been doing it, six points. Terrible. It's poor. I need to scribble up my knowledge. Right, Luke, we'll move to you. So you had 1 1 Derby Blackburn, miles out. One <laughs> Brighton Man U and one nil South eh, Burnley against Southampton. Well, I had Brighton to beat United, didn't I? Yeah, one nil. I think yeah, well they should have, like Josh said. I think it uh, like two or three nil probably wouldn't have flattered. No, to be honest. Um, if they could finish, if Trossard had put even one of his first few chances in, I think it'd have gone the other way, but. Burnley, absolutely, absolute shit. Don't know how else to say it, but I think there are mitigating factors. We've got so many injuries. Like we're a small squad as it is, but when you've got Tarky, me, Barnes, Court, Brady, Goodmanson, I'm forgetting someone else. All injured. It's most of our sort of match day squad injured. On the bench, we had a keeper, Eric Peters. And five kids who've never played in the league ever. It's just a terrible situation. Um, thankfully tonight, I mean, even though we got 
battered by City, 3-0 in Cup. Tarky started, he's back. It uh, doesn't look like he's being sold, which is massive for us. Because Leicester have signed that for Farner instead. Mm. Um, Barnes is fit, and it's the first time he's been fit since Boxing Day. His first game he's played in 2020. I don't know if he'll walk straight, but he will walk straight back into the team at minute because Rodriguez, that's the one I've forgotten, also injured. Um, so he'll play up front with Wood, I imagine, at weekend. Um, but yeah, we weren't good against Southampton. We weren't much worse than them, if I'm honest. They were pretty shit uh, themselves, but Ings put one away, as I predicted. Uh, you know, he always seems to do well against us. What were the other game? Uh, so we've had Derby oh. versus Blackburn. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what to say, mate. <laughs> I think it was a pity draw that you gave no, Derby. Say. I mean, I usually revel in anything that happens to Blackburn uh, to negative, but I was just pissing myself laughing at that. I just couldn't believe it. My favourite were you texting, going, watch it back. It, it, we, we were all over and whatever. <laughs> I never said that. I said, I'm not as... Well, I am bothered by the result, but the actual highlight showed us that we had a lot of chances to put a couple of goals and a couple of cleared off at line, which would have put us one or two in a little. And things yeah. like that change game, where obviously you concede three in space of what, five minutes it was, just pathetic defending, really. I mean, to say that, to say that we've got a brand new keeper, brand new centre-back in that Mike Tuirik, um, new, uh, he come from Groningen, Groningen, who their captain. Oh, okay. Got burned from Wigan, and you just think, You've just signed these defenders and they just <laughs> fell asleep for five minutes and conceded three. It's bloody madness, but yeah, a little rant. Do you fear for Burnley? Where do you see them finishing this season? I fear for us if we don't spend some money in the next five days. Um, we need a winger predominantly because it, it everything's on McNeil's shoulders and he's 20 and he's inconsistent because of that but there's nothing else on the opposite wing because Lennon's left, Hendricks left, and Brady and Goodmanson are made of glass and always injured. So we, just, we played Eric Peters on right wing. He's a fucking left back. He's 32 and he's never played there. He's played at right wing in Premier League. It's just absolute madness. And he's in front of Phil Barsley, so he's hardly in front of some pace, is he? Um, <laughs> when that's your right-hand side in Premier League, and, you know, I love Bardo to bits, but... If that's your right-hand side in Premier League, it puts all the pressure on left, which is Taylor and McNeil. And, you know, if, if they don't produce anything, we're really screwed. We've got nothing in the middle. Dale Stevens looked absolutely gash, I have to say, on his debut. He looked like a, a downgraded cork, um, slow, crab-like, passing backwards, struggled to get a ball out of his feet. Mark Allett type of player. Yeah, just it's just a body. Isn't it? It's just a fucking lump that is in the middle, and we hope he can get you know get a tackle. In I'm sorry, Dale, you'll never watch this. Nice, he's coming on next week. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to talking of transfers. Just a bit depressing, really. Um, do I think we'll be in trouble? Like I say, I think Tarky Stain's massive. We need Ben Mee back so much. With them too. We'd have easily got a point against Southampton, without question. Um, who do we lose? Sort of, I mean, against Leicester, we scored two. We would not have conceded four with me and Tarky. We might have got a point there. Makes such a difference if you've got your two, and they are basically our two best players. Them two in front of Pope is huge for us. 
So, so you want yourself and uh, Tarkovsky at bat? I want myself and Tarkovsky at bat, yeah. I make all the difference. <laughs> Me. Um, sounds like we're going to get Harry Wilson. I don't know how he'll do, but let us hope. So looking at your points then, obviously incorrect on every single one, zero points, but you still remain ahead of Josh on seven points for two weeks. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> so quickly run through mine. So I had Derby 1-0, which again, yeah, we'll just ignore that one. I had 1-1 Brighton and Man U, and then I had 1-0 Southampton Burnley, which got me five points and takes me on level with you for the week, uh, for the few weeks, Luke, with seven points. So that is... So far, the week, um, we'll move on to our predictions as well from this weekend. All teams are on Sky Sports, so every single one of our teams are playing on, on live on Sky. Derby versus Norwich. Luke, I'll come to you for the first first predictions. Derby versus Norwich at 12.30 on Sky Sports. What's your prediction? It's at Norwich, isn't it? Away, yeah. Yeah. I've got you, actually, to lose... Um... On the, really? on the group bet. <laughs> it's my group, one of my group bet picks as well. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, in terms of score, 2-0. for you'll lose for sure. But I don't know how potent Jordan Hugel is. So I'll say 2-0. So 2-0? Yeah. If it worked for him, maybe 6, but <laughs> Hugel. Josh, what are you going for that, for that fixture? Um, look at all the bubbles. <laughs> um... I'll say 3-0 to Norwich. Lovely. I'm going to go 1-0 Norwich. I, we're terrible at even putting a ball in back in there. We're terrible at football, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't score against Barrow. So, uh, that's how terrible we are. But um, Right, next fixtures is Newcastle versus Burnley at 8pm on Sky on Saturday. Luke, what's your score prediction? Are we away? I don't even know. Away, yeah. It all just feels like everything's away to me because of the situation, <laughs> so I forget. Um, fuck it, one nil Burnley. <laughs> Josh, um, well, the Jeff Hendrick Derby, as it's been <laughs> hyped up as Derby um, by me. Um, I'll go one one. One one. Yeah, I think and I'm going to go two nil to Newcastle. Sorry again. <laughs> and then lastly, then we've got Man United playing Spurs at at R four on Sunday. And that's Man United at home. Luke, what's your thoughts on that one? One all. Two all. <laughs> like some kind of fucking bolt of inspiration went. <laughs> two all. <laughs> Too all right. Josh, what are you going for? Um, I think Mourinho will sit back because I had to sit through quite a long time of Mourinho and he sits back in sort of games against the perceived better teams. So I think it will suit United a bit. I don't think defence will be under too much pressure, uh, but we will concede because we always do. Um, United 2-1. Cool. I'm going to go for 1-0 Spurs. I think Spurs are pretty hyped up over the cup win against Chelsea, aren't they? Even though Eric Dyer did go for a <laughs> shit halfway through the game. <laughs> <laughs> go 
Tom he Jenkins so they could see. He just loves wading off the pitch, doesn't he? He can't <laughs> help it. Lost a bit of weight and he was able to have that turn of pace a bit better. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 1-0 for Spurs. And then uh, I see Man United coming back next week and absolutely hammering someone like City is going to do this week after losing to Leicester. So... So, moving on to the weekend fixtures, and we'll start with West Brom versus Chelsea, which finished 3-3. Luke, I'm coming to you on this one. So, West Brom were 3-0 up, and then Chelsea managed to turn it on in the second half and bring it back to 3-3. But what I'm after from you is your strong words of wisdom on the German players. How did you feel that they uh, they performed in the uh, in the game against West Brom? Both absolutely shit. What did, you, what did you make uh, of the game? Um, <clears throat> uh, West Brom first half were really, really good. But I think most of it was down to how bad Chelsea were defensively. They were absolutely terrible. Thiago Silva looked every inch a 36-year-old. Um, Callum Robinson really impressed me uh, for West Brom, which is weird because I didn't really think he would pull up any trees. He, he still might not, but they were really good in that half. Very, very impressive, very sharp, quick. Worried their defence, pressed them all, all the way through. Are you surprised um, that Sheffield didn't hold on to him then? Obviously, they've still no, kept McGoldrick, Billy Sharp, but they let go of someone, a little bit of youth. And I, I'm not really. I, I was surprised West Brom went for him when they came up because I just don't think he's a Premier League player um, at all. I still don't. You know, he, he, he played well in that half. I don't mean to be harsh to lad. You know, he played. He did play well. Um, but they did what every team that's destined for relegation at this level does. They yeah. threw it away. You cannot be leading 3 0, it doesn't matter who it's against at half time and draw. You cannot do that. Um, that Chelsea team is nothing amazing. You're at home, there's no fans, you know, pulling them on or anything. I, f- I find it, it'll feel like a loss to them, uh, obviously. And I think if the game had been three minutes longer, it would have been. Yeah. You know, um, it's the signs I've seen it before when Burnley were at this level. Um, before you know, before we established ourselves, and we got uh, two relegations. We we had games like that where we'd battered teams, run into a decent lead, and then threw it away. And it, it just, yeah, it, it's it's worse than a defeat in a way. I'd rather get out. <laughs> I mean, they got a draw, so what am I on about? But still. There'll have been that belief there, though, won't there? Like, yeah. Time. Yeah, and they still need that belief that they actually belong at this level, I think. There's only really Jake Livermore, I think, who's got real experience here, unless I'm forgetting. Oh, they got Ivanovic, didn't they? Um, I don't think yeah. he's played yet. But again, he's, he's another like experienced head, but he's yeah. way past his best, isn't he? He's a very old head. Isn't it, it reminds me when Burnley came up and we signed Stephen Reid from West Brom. He was 37. That's <laughs> what? It's good yeah. dressing room, said Dyson. <laughs> Bringing yeah. Peter Crouch back in. Um, in terms of Germans, Kai Havertz did now for me, in my opinion. Timo Werner, he's just fast, isn't he? Reminds me of Martin Patterson. He's got a poor first touch and do not really do anything. He missed a sitter when he hit crossbar. I don't, I don't know. The German Martin Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're saying, isn't it? It what? is. 130 million you come out with them too though. Yeah, I think I think on paper and if you well everyone's been talking about their transfers and how well 
you know what I mean, how well he's done with transfers, but it doesn't always come through on pitch, does it? So maybe um, it's just maybe it's we're only like four or five games yeah. into the season. Maybe they're gonna come good, but long way to go and we know that I'm just brutal and generally an arsehole, so you know. <laughs> we'll reevaluate. I won't hold my hands up if I'm wrong, I'll pretend I never said what I've said. <laughs> Right, Josh, coming to you. We're going to go to the Spurs-Newcastle game and now that finished 1-1 due to the controversial of the VAR. I want um, to ask you, was that was that a penalty? Would you have given that a penalty? Yes, because that's what the rule is now. Whether the rule is right or not. A lot of people are slating VAR and refs and that. That is, that is the rule. If you arms away from your body and it hits you below this t-shirt line um, it, it's handball I think the issue is with the rule I think the rule's ridiculous and it's one of them that I think probably sounded good like oh yeah they're sort of imagining your arm being out here and it hitting your ear but it jumped you can't jump without your arms well you can yeah. but you, you don't do you he's jumping just... to get leverage I'm completely with you on that. Everyone on Twitter saying like the game's lost and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's like his arm still isn't in a natural position, is it really? Let's be honest, it's not in a natural position. And it is striking his arm. (laughs) So it is a penalty in my eyes as well. Yeah. Everyone's literally unfollowing us right now as we're saying this. (laughs) (laughs) The issue isn't VAR, it's the rule. But that rule's fair because it's the same for all of us. It's consistent. But who gives a shit? Do I think that's handball? No, not really. But by the current rule, it is. So like Josh has said, it's the same for all of us. We're all going to be fucked over by it. And thus, it's going to be fair for us all. Yeah. What a big deal is. Yeah. Um, I thought Spurs should have won, though. Big Newcastle barely had a sniff, didn't they? It should have been out of sight and... And yeah, should have Barrett game way before. There were one on Lascelles uh, just before uh, Dyer's handball that got given. And I've seen a lot of Spurs fans sort of crying about that. But that to me, he's, his arm's like there and it's it sort of at his elbow, but his arm's tucked in. It's not sticking out from his body. So that's yeah. the difference. Basically, if, if it's going to go on and hit your body, it's not on ball. If, it's, if your arm stops it, it is. Yeah. Even if he's well, not looking. Coming if to you again. only then. needed a shit then. <laughs> <laughs> I know, they wouldn't have conceded that. But So, moving to you, Luke. So, I've got Man City 2 and Leicester 5. Leicester looking absolutely brilliant. Man City, do you see them struggling this year and not really being a threat to the title race? And do you see Leicester sort of challenging a top four position or even higher? Um, it's a few things there that uh, all went a different way to what I expected. I think we all had City as our favourite mm-hmm. in the league. Um, putting aside the Leeds game, which is stupid to say because I think Liverpool have only played twice in the league. Might be three times. But either way, yeah, what I was going to say was Liverpool look really good. You know, they've, yeah. they've come out strong. They've improved the squad as well, which is something City haven't done. Remains to be seen about the guy they've just bought for another 60 million. Um, 
And uh, that Torres looked really good, but he was playing against Matt Loughton. So uh, let's see in reality how he does. But my point being, City, they, they don't really, they've really pushed the squad on. Aguero's very injury prone now, isn't he, as well? Um, and yeah, they, they look very poor against Leicester. What else? I don't know what else you can say, really. Leicester have impressed me. They, they weren't great against us, but they still scored four against a weakened defence. Um Vardy is still an absolute machine. I called the golden boot. I said, because the divers and the amount of penalties they get, how many have they had so far? Five? Maybe four? They've had a lot. Yeah, they had two in that game, didn't like they? Like so. I said, ratty pinball. That's what he does. <laughs> so, do you see Leicester challenging the top four? or? Yeah, I think so. Well, I, I say they'll challenge it. I don't think they'll finish in the top four. No. What, do you think they'll do the same as last year? Very strong first half. And I just start think dropping as the season goes by. Liverpool, City, United, and I think Arsenal will be the the top four. So, but I think Leicester are in the mix for the Europa places with Tottenham and Chelsea. Cool. Right back to you then, Josh. So four nil West Ham winning over Wolves, a Wolves team that on paper is a very strong team. And I think we all had sort of West Ham writ off as well at the start of the season. I think everyone thought they were going to be a bit of a whipping boy this year. Sort of down there, it mixed uh, for relegation. How good did they actually look against Wolves? Because they, they put in a good shift. Yeah, they proved a lot of people wrong. Um, I think they were a lot made of the fixtures. They got a really difficult start. Um, and after they lost to Newcastle especially, I think like you say, a lot of people... Thought they'd be be right down there and struggling. Um, it's amazing what can happen when David Moyes is not there. Um, <laughs> um, but no, they they were really good and they they certainly deserve the victory. I thought Jared Bowen were really good, mm-hmm. sort of showing. I think he's been decent. Um, I follow West Ham quite a bit because all Leon's family are West Ham fans, so I do watch him quite a bit. I think Bowen's been decent, but he's not really been getting. The goals that yeah. he got scored every week at all, didn't he? Um, but yeah, they they were really really good. Um, if they keep playing like that, they'll they'll be nowhere near in trouble. I think that's it, isn't it? Jared Bowen has got that creative ability, and he's sort of he's quite a, a jinxy type of player, isn't he? He's, mm. he's got that finish in him, but he has he has been playing in sort of a poor performing West Ham team. But do you see them? Yeah staying well clear of relegation do you think that's giving him a boost to kick on for the season yeah I hope so um, they, they were poor against Newcastle but it, it was like completely different team um, so it's difficult to say it depends which one turns up but yeah I'd like to see him I'd like to see him kick on and have, have an half decent season yeah so moving on to Liverpool then we've mentioned him earlier but going 1-0 down to Arsenal who, in all fairness, did put in a, a good performance against a strong Liverpool team, but coming through and battling it and obviously having Jurgen Klopp, do you think we're, they're going to be leading the, the Premier League title race this year as well then, Luke? Yeah. Comfortably. Um, I think we said on the, the first episode we were, we were a bit iffy on Liverpool after lockdown. How are they going to turn up this season? But after the Lord Mayor's show, they won the league finally. But they looked champions against Arsenal, you know. Going a goal down at home against an informed Arsenal team, you thought, 
chink in the armour, a bit like against Leeds, they weren't great, certainly defensively anyway. Um, but they, did, they grinded it out and they played some fantastic football in that game. It weren't a close game, in my opinion. Um, I think some of the some of the play was absolutely exceptional going forward. And like I said, they've improved the team. I think Hotter seemed a bit overpriced, but he'll go on another level at a team like Liverpool. And I think he could have had a hat-trick in the 20 minutes he were on. Salah got right greedy and Nick went off him when he had a tap-in and then fucked it up. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Um, which I'd have been fuming, but he didn't have balls to say anything because it was Salah. <laughs> um, and then he scored a decent goal and I think he missed another. But yeah, he'll do well for him, I think. Because like that, they've always lacked that kind of fourth option. Because I mean, Origi's all right, but let's be absolutely honest, he's not Liverpool quality. He's just this kind of bloke who somehow found himself scoring a few goals there. And because they were important goals, they've kept him on. But he's, he's not really of that it's a, like, it's a bit like Lingard at Man United, isn't it? He scored a couple of cup final goals and that's it. They signed him on for another few years. He's <laughs> a five-year contract. Is that what he's on? Lingard. God knows, feels like 10 years. <laughs> like, like Phil not. Jones just getting a new contract. Staying there forever. Oh, God. Don't. Yeah. I think <laughs> we'll come to that. <laughs> I think Liverpool will be really good. Uh, again, I think that's quite clear. They're, they're not resting on the laurels. And Thiago, I know he's got COVID at the minute. All the best. Um, he, <laughs> he's um, he's a big improvement, I think, as another option there with Fabinho, Henderson and Wijnaldum. I think he's an improvement on Chamberlain and whatever else they've put there before. Yeah, good team. Bookies, boys. So, our weekend predictions on Sky. Are you ready for this? I'll run through mine. So, I had Gilling- eh, no, I had Blackpool to win away at Gillingham. That lost. Gillingham 2-0. Terrible pick. And I absolutely slated Rotherham saying about them going back into League One. <laughs> they drew one all week Birmingham after I had Birmingham to win. So, they're my two picks. Luke, do you want to run us through yours? I think we all did crap, didn't we? Am I... Yeah, every single one lost, so please don't take betting advice from us. <laughs> um, I think I put us to beat... Was it Burnley or Southampton? Yeah, yeah, you had Burnley. I just got off, I couldn't remember who was here. I had Preston v Stoke as well, so we obviously discussed Burnley already. Preston did what they always do to me. Um, I said they would. I never learned from it. Um, it's one of the reasons we don't get on very well. It went a man down in a few minutes. It weren't a red card. Even I, as a Burnley fan, will say that. It was a bullshit decision against Tom Bark, Barkhausen or Hayes. Now, Bark Hayes, yeah. Chumper's name. And Stoke ended up winning 1-0. Um, Preston, looking good bets for a relegation battle, which uh, I always enjoy. Right, Josh, send us through your picks. Um, I backed Salford at home to Forest Green because um, Salford have got loads of money and Forest Green sound like a pub team. Uh, and they drew. And I backed Portsmouth to beat Wigan because I thought Portsmouth were quite good and Wigan are soon to be a pub team. And Wigan won. 
They needed that win, didn't they? We are clubs going. Yeah, they've been took over as well now, haven't they? Um, Have they? A bit accepted um, from some Spaniard. Already sounds dodgy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've heard about Wigan. They've got some really legitimate uh, Spaniards who bought them, and I wish them all the best with that. Right, let's get straight on to our, our picks for this week. And Josh, run us through the two teams that you've put through. Um, I've got Blackburn at home against Cardiff. It looked a decent price. And I mean, they can't play Derby every week. But um, yeah, that's got to give them confidence winning away from home like that. <clears throat> so yeah, hopefully they, they carry it on. And I've got Hull, who have won three out of three. Yeah. In League One, uh, we've got them at home to Plymouth. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite confident. This I week. think they're tasty. Cardiff's best player's gone. I mean, like Nathaniel Mendes Lang, because yeah. I won't say why, because what I've heard. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> right, Lou. I've done no wrong there. I've done no wrong. Google it. All right, me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, City to win away at Leeds because they're just going to. I don't. <laughs> I don't think. I, f- I just think, you know, which. Just... I can't get my words out. Why is it because I've had a pint and a tea? I feel hammered. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll edit this, don't worry. <laughs> I don't think you should, mate. <laughs> You're going to edit words in. I've gone for. I mentioned it earlier, but I've gone for Norwich to beat Derby. Um, just because, you know, nothing... No offence meant, Nick, but you're having a bad start to the season. I think manager's on his way out if you don't win this weekend, and I can see that happening. Norwich have started pretty averagely, but that's not a word, but whatever. You know, pretty average, but they're going to be up there. I think they're certainly more informed than Derby. And I've got City to win at Ellen Road, uh, just off the back of the Leicester game. I, I can't see anything but them coming out there really fired up. Yeah. <laughs> so I've gone for Everton to beat Brighton. Everton again, banging form. They've won tonight as well, 4-1 against West Ham. I know we said how good West Ham were, but Dominic Calvert-Lewin is absolutely yeah. on fire. And he's got another hat-trick tonight. So that's why I've gone for Everton. Uh, I've also gone for Middlesbrough to beat Barnsley because I see Barnsley a bit of a, a very similar team to Rotherham, the sort of yo-yo between League One and the Championship. And Middlesbrough have started to come in with a little bit of form. They're looking all right. I wouldn't say that they're going to be pressing for top six or I don't think they're going to be on the edge of relegation either. So I've got them coming in to beat Barnsley. I know we say it every week, but that looks really good to me. Yeah. I eyed Middlesbrough up, but then I saw that Barnsley beat him. I, mean, I, uh, I think that's cool. Just in terms of payout, 34 to 1, pretty much. So a fiver next year, 172 quid. So it's quite a lot lower than last week's, but yeah. it that, we're on for an all right week. It can't be worse than last week. It absolutely yeah. cannot be worse. At the very least, I sense a cash out being possible. Yeah. I think this is the week. Fantasy draft review. So we're going over who's got your points and what transfers we're going to look at making. So Josh, do you want to take us through 
who's got your points and what transfers you're thinking about making? Um, so I had a pretty good week. Uh, I got 60 points. I had uh, my main point scorers. I had uh, Trent as captain. He got 14. He got an assist. Um, and then my strikers, really. I had Ings, Calvert-Lewin and Morpe all scored. Um, all got, got a decent amount of points. Luke Ayling got seven because they got a clean sheet. I had Suchek on bench who got six, but that doesn't count. Cause you're on and he got a goal. And he got a goal. So, although even as I think it went down as an assist, it got given as a kind of podium okay. goal. Um, transfers, I'm not making any. Yeah. Luke, who's getting your points and what transfers are you thinking about? Or are you staying loyal? I always stay loyal, me. Even if they all leave, <laughs> they'll still be my boys. <laughs> Um, Pope, Taylor and Wood we, we lost to Southampton so they all got me a couple of points each through playing the only player who's really done well for me Alexander-Arnold got 7 because of an assist again McGinn got me 10 did he score for Villa? I think he got a couple, of, got a couple of assists yeah. so he got me 10 um, yeah De Bruyne, Sterling and Mitro got 2 each pretty crap week compared to you two how many points did you get? 34, I think it were. 34. And no transfers? No transfers. Cool. I don't even so, my... <laughs> <laughs> so I've got McCarthy in net, as mentioned before, and obviously 1-0 win with Southampton got me six points. Lewis Dunk got me minus two points. Yes, I know. got an own goal, didn't he? Oh, He's got an own goal. Uh, I've also had De Bruyne and Sterling get me two points. I think I was just lasting 90 minutes. Bruno Fernandes got me 12. Um, I had Vardy in my team getting me 17 points. Didn't have him as captain because why would you away at Man City? <laughs> Obviously, that was wrong. Uh, Callum Wilson also got that penalty. Well, scored the penalty against Spurs. And then I had Martial on four. Because he's my captain and got two points. Oh, God. Um, 50 points for the week. And how the table is looking, we've got Luke on 110 points. I'm on 131. And Josh is on 133. So very tight still. But that will change through the season. Done deals and rumours. We've got Sancho. That's where we'll start, Josh. Because I know you've been absolutely gagging to start with this. So, £91.3 million rejected. What do Man United need to pay in order to sign Sancho, Josh? Um, well, Dortmund said €120 million, Euros, like €108 million. Quid. Um, I still think if they pay that, I don't think any club that's not like a, a giant club, which Dortmund ain't got like unlimited funds, um, I don't think any club can turn down... <coughs> that kind of money at minute when it's so uncertain about when money's coming in I still think if United meet that I know they're saying at minute you can pay 150 million he's not going anywhere if we pay 108 million I'm very confident that uh, they'll sign I think in the next few days he'll hand a transfer request in as well because Marco Royce has come out and said that he's going nowhere but do you see 
it, it's going to be done. Do you see it's going to be done before yeah, that? Yeah, I, th- I think it'll get done. Um, I hope so. Um, but, I mean, Dortmund aren't going to say anything else, are they? Royce ain't going to come out and go, I don't know. He right <laughs> wants to go. Him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're going to say it, Marco. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they've kept that stance. I think it's just a ploy to get the money. Um, there's obviously questions there of why not just pay it they set a price for him if you're going to go and pay it the two days left or even on deadline day why not pay it mm-hmm. at start of at start of winter and it could be in there couldn't have settled and yeah but yeah I, I do think it'll get done um, yeah I'm going to stay with Man United as well so failing to sign Sancho there is sort of rumours around Dembele from Barcelona and Saar from Watford Mm. Who would you like to see come out of them two? And do you see Man United need any more additions? So who else would you like to see come to the club? Uh, of those two, I think they're talking about similar kind of deals. I think United want, if they do go for them, they only want a loan. Um, so I think you'd, you'd have to take Dembele. I think Sar's a bit overrated. I, I, he, he looked all right in spells at Watford, but I won't trust him to come in as... I don't think he's better than Greenwood. Um, no. And he's not a lot older. If he's, he's, he's 20 in his heart. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not even sure he'd, he'd get in. Um, but I'm not overly fussed about idea of Dembele either. If we can get the one that we're sort of firing for Dortmund, yeah. then yeah, great. But there's a reason that he might be available for loan from Barcelona when they paid £150 million for him two years ago. Um, it's not gone. It's not gone great for him, and he's been hampered by injury. So I don't know. Um, we need somebody because we can't keep relying on Greenwood. He needs to have a rest, and Dan James is not Dan the James. answer. I don't think. So would you like to see come in? So missing right wingers. Do you need to cover any other positions in the Man United team? Uh, need a left back. We're linked with that, Alex Tellers. Because uh, we need competition for sure. Brandon Williams has done decent um, to cover, but he's a right back, um, and so we need the left back in who can compete with Shaw, and then Brandon Williams can go to the other side and compete with Wambasaka. Um, centre back will not get another one in. Maguire's Maguire's been solid. I know his his pace gets exploited quite a bit, um, but I think. If you can get a really good partner inside him, he's, he's decent enough. Um, and Eric Bay started season quite well, so I'd like to see him come in for Lindelof because he's, he's looking shaky. Uh, we'll not buy another one. I'd, I think we might get a striker in. We linked with Cavani on a um, a one-year deal, which I think would be all right. Um, Egalo tries his hardest, but he, he's just he's not good enough. Yeah. Cool. So, moving to Luke. So, Bayern Munich are rumoured to be linked with Tariq Lamptey, who only just joined Brighton for four million in in January. What do you what do you make of Tariq Lamptey as a right back? And do you see that being a good move for Bayern Munich to sort of strengthen a right back and you know bring in a young pacey pacey player and maybe strengthen him? I d- I didn't know that to be fair. Um... I think we met, I called out Lamptey on the last podcast. He looks like a fantastic talent. Like I'm surprised Chelsea let him go, really. Um, 
one one that they missed, I think. Didn't really see his potential, maybe. I didn't feel he'd get into a Premier League team that fast. But, yeah, he just looks absolutely fantastic for Brighton in a good Brighton team. Um, seems a weird one, though, doesn't it? I, I mean, it cost a lot of money to let him go. He'll presumably have just signed a massive contract for three or four years. And he's only what would you there. put the price on him? In today's markets, what would you oh. say the price is for him? Well, Barca are being linked with Max Aaron's, like we said, for like 20 mil, weren't they? He didn't look half as good. So, Wan-Bissaka cost 50. I think Brighton are within the rights to be looking for a similar fee. And he's very young and inexperienced, but... What does that matter now when Wolves are buying Portuguese players who've played like eight games for 35 million? Brighton don't need the money. Tony Bloom, who owns them, is absolutely minted. So, they, you know, they don't need the money at all. Um, and why, I'm about to say, why would he go? I mean, you know, win the league, <laughs> win Champions League, but he's still got a lot of growing to do. I don't, uh, who's buying's right back at minute? Is it Kimmich? 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 Yeah, Kimmich, he sort of plays defensive mid or right back, don't he? Yeah. So. Um, you know, he's not going to walk into that team, is he? Let's be honest. And that's no dig at Lamptey. It's just, it's a step up. No offence to Brighton. Um, I think he should definitely just hang about for a few years and keep improving. The the big clubs will <clears throat> be after him. He won't be there long if he carries on as he is. No disrespect to Brighton. Brighton will get a, a healthy fee as well, so... Yeah. I think he'll... He's a potential England player we're looking at there. Um, I've said for a while, I don't know if Alexander-Arnold as he fills out, will actually maybe move inside or change position. I don't I don't really think he's particularly good defensively. Um so I think there is maybe a chance for another right back to be entering the fray of England. Walker's getting on a bit now. Yeah, we've got a few right backs, haven't we? Like Reese James. I think that's maybe where Chelsea's pushed him out for him to sort of I think Lance is better. I think that were a bad decision. Yeah. Personally. Reese James has shit as well. I mean yeah you might say the same part of <laughs> <laughs> I mean Lance's hair games Lance's hair games hardly next level this it doesn't have to be when you're competing against Reese James just anything but that <laughs> all yeah. offence to Reese James <laughs> poor Reece. <laughs> it's so shit Right, we'll move on. So, Luke, staying with you on this one as well. So, Burnley are interested in Steve Cook. That's the room with that sort of circled around a little bit. Do you no. see him being a no. Ben Gibson type of player, just sit on bench? Because he's not, he's not a bad defender. He's a bit of a leader, into when you're in that Bournemouth team? Fair enough. I don't see it. I think that were just us looking for some kind of short-term gap to get us through this season if Tarkowski left. And... Um, We've been linked with a few, a few the same day. It sounded like maybe it were going to happen with Leicester on one day last week, maybe Friday. And then all of a sudden we were being linked with Craig Dawson, Steve Cook and Scott Dan. Um, Where's he coming from? <laughs> Palace, I think he's at. Palace, but... Just just it, we were clearly just going to try and do it on cheap, get a replacement in for a season, which sums us up, sadly, until hopefully we get taken over. Um, but it doesn't look like Tarky's going now. He played tonight. Uh, Dice said he doesn't expect him to be going anywhere. And West Ham have said they can't afford him. And Leicester have signed a centre back yesterday for forty million. So 
Um, I don't really think that'll happen with Cook. We do still need a centre-back to replace Gibson. But the young lads who've played have done really well in their defence. You know, Jimmy Dunn, he was hung out to dry against Leicester playing alongside Kevin Long. If he'd been playing alongside me or Tarkovsky, I think, you know, he'd have done a lot better. Or, he, you know, we wouldn't have conceded four. And he did all right against Southampton too. He's played against Vardy and Ings and he's not let himself down. Yeah. Uh, he's only 21, so... Do you see that strange on Leicester's part then? So they signed for Fana for 40 million, but they wouldn't pay 40 million for a proven centre-back in the Premier League? Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be biased and say I think it's strange. That Fafana's only like 19, so he might they might see him as a better long-term investment because Tark is 28 in November. But, you know, obviously I'm biased. Tarki is a proven player. For me, he is one of the best English centre-backs that we have. Uh, I think it's a disgrace he's not in the England squad. Um, and if I was a club that, even if I was in, if I was any team in the Premier League, genuinely, um, and I wanted a centre-back, I'd sign him for 40 mil. That goes for even the likes of City. I think he's a better yeah. player than Nathan Ake. Uh, I think he's a better player than... Wolverine at Liverpool, for example, you know, like the backup centre backs. Yeah. I think he could fit in any squad, and I think it's insane that he's going to still be at Burnley because he is better than us. Cool. So, last one that I'm going to finish off for both of you, and this is Ross Barkley going on loan to Aston Villa, which for me is the best bit of business that Villa's done yeah. all, all of this transfer window. So, what do you both make of Barkley moving to Aston Villa? Um, I still think their best business is keeping Grealish um, because he's, he's unreal. Um, but yeah, in terms of incoming transfers, I completely took me by surprise when I saw it earlier. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw a transfer like announced before I've even seen it seen it rumoured. Um, he was there holding his holding his shirt before before I'd even seen any links. So um, yeah, I think he's decent. I think McGinn. Grealish and um, Barkley in midfield is a very, very solid mm. Premier League midfield. I think they'd be looking all right, Villa. I don't think they'll struggle this season either. No, I agree. Lou, what do you think? Yeah, very much the same. I, I didn't think Barkley were ever good enough for a club like Chelsea, if I'm honest. I don't think he's of that level. But if you're talking outside the top six, I think any team would take him. Um, yeah. He's had a quite quite a few injury problems. I think his, if you look at his appearance stats for his age, I mean he's no young kid anymore. He's what twenty six or something, twenty five. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, his appearances are quite infrequent, um, but you know maybe that's just over the last four years he's been at Chelsea competing with the likes of Kante and whoever else. Uh, but even at Everton, he had quite a few injury problems. So I think mm-hmm. the key is just keeping him fit. If you can, no doubt he's a good player. Um, good free kick set piece taker as well um, yeah. yeah great signing I think he'll do well with Grealish and McGinn don't know how many tackles there are in that midfield if I'm honest that might be a mm. problem but they have got that Douglas Louise as well so maybe they'll play without wingers and have Grealish as like tucked in off the wing type thing have like a diamond formation type mm. thing got a lot of options though even yeah. Dean Smith can't muck that up <laughs> Are you surprised to see Ruben Loftus-Cheek not moving away from Chelsea this summer? He started, hasn't he? He started against, on first day against Brighton. 
Yeah, he, he got took off, I think, around 60 minutes. And I know the commentators mm. are sort of slating his performance, thinking that were his last performance yeah. for I don't think he's good enough for Chelsea. I've always thought he's a little bit overrated. And again, he's had a lot of injury problems. I think he missed like the whole of last season, didn't he? But I, I don't see the hype. Again, he's not a kid, is he? I'm going to, I'm going to look like a full now and he's going to be like 21, but I bet he's, what, 24 maybe? Something like that? Yeah, he's around that age. He's middle-aged now until I, I don't... Middle-aged at 24. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a big thing. Yeah, I think, yeah. He sh- I think he should move. I think he should move. And I don't know what level of club he'd get. Someone like Wolves, maybe. I don't know. I don't think he's good enough for Chelsea. I'm not sure he ever will be. I think Palace level. I, I think he's we're on one level. overrated. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's over special. I think his time's come and gone. I think Havertz plays the same position as well, doesn't he? That just like, you know, number 10 kind of arena. So, yeah, yeah get yeah. rid of Cool. Well, that is it. That is all. That is our done deals and rumours. We'll see you on deadline day. Boy, see you on deadline day. This is Pine of Pine. I'll see you on deadline day. I'll see the podcast you will come out. End of <laughs> Get your yellow ties on ready. <laughs> right. This is Pine of Pine. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.